going. All right. We are here. We are here. So how are you doing? Boy, boy, let me let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Um, I I went I went through it these past couple of days. Um, mm. you you know you know about the one occurrence, but I'm gonna tie that in with uh what happened next. So uh okay guys, so as you can tell from the title, we're we're pretty much just gonna be talking about uh this movie, right? And I was in the theater watching this movie. And uh, if you guys don't know, in in a certain town called Houston, uh, apparently a storm just just raged right on through. And when I say rage, it came in with a burning inferno. It, it was knocking like everybody out. So uh, unfortunately, while I was in the midst of watching the movie, the power cut off mm-hmm. in the theater. Oh, that's what you meant. <laughs> Mid movie. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Just let that sink in for a second. I'm in the theater just chilling, watching the movie, and then bam, darkness. Which theater did you go to? I went to the mall. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yes. The entire mall went dead. And then, so like all five of us who were in the theater watching this movie, we, we're all just like, what? <laughs> what? So, so of course, one person he went out and found the manager, and like, hey, as soon as like we get power back on, we're gonna like, we're gonna like show the movie and gonna get it backed up. And so I just waited there in the dark, just like, and that's when I texted you. Mm. Mm. I was thinking like, oh nah, they they probably not gonna get the power back. I'm gonna have to see this later. We may have to delay the episode because I probably can't see it by the time they by the time. I probably would have to bootleg it. I use use my Amazon uh my jailbroken fire stick to watch it. Oh, this is about to go terrible. Uh but then they got it back on 30 minutes later. Uh and and then of course and, and they started like like a little bit before where they cut it off. So I'm like, okay, okay, that's fine, that's fine. I get to re-listen to that certain song again. Um <laughs> and then and then I get home power out in the whole neighborhood dog oh, like bro what is this storm damn i thought north houston was they had the grid man no <laughs> no we did not we were screwed hey that sucks i did not know it cut in the theater i just thought it cut when you were at home i'm sorry you had to go through this yeah yeah i went through it those past couple of days and just fyi i didn't get my electricity back to like midday yesterday so like midday yesterday from when we're recording so so i had no power in the middle of the night all right dang i know it was hot too yes it was hot (laughs) i couldn't do anything about it fortunately i I had a bunch of spotlights everywhere so I, i i at least could see in the dark so so yeah that's how i'm doing i'm sorry you had to go through that i hate weather yeah, uh, it's hurricane season, so just get ready. Well, here we go. So I'm Demetrius, and I'm Demetrius, and each and each present Blurred City Podcast. Yo, so as you see from the title, we are going to do the recap of Transformers: The Rise of the Beast again. This is our June movie month. So last week we did Across the Spider Verse, one of the greatest movies ever made. This week Transformers. Next week is The Flash, and then the week after. We're just chilling, doing the blackening. We're going to wild out. Uh, so with that, 
we are both in our optimist uh, bag right now. So the optimist niches are here. And so, yeah, let's hit us with that legal speak. I feel so sorry for you, man. All right. The purpose of this podcast is explore digital and print media. All sources we reference are owned by their respective companies. And our thoughts and opinions are strictly our own and reflect no biases or corporate agendas. Your discretion's advised. So um, both of us are on some type of time today. And I think once we review this movie, we're just going to go off the rails. We hope you rock with us. Like, subscribe, uh, tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, we really just want the Blurred City community, town, Blurred Nation to continue growing. So with that, we always get into just like what's going on in uh, pop culture, nerddom. So we're going to get into what's hot. All right. Now, now that I'm I'm back from my from recapping my my unholy life, uh, let's let's go ahead and talk about. Uh, let's start off with the anime scene because that one's real quick. Uh, everything's still popping off as normal, you know. One Piece still going crazy. Demon Slayer going fire, just just pure pure excellence. Um, we we still have Vinland Saga. Uh, I I have no enemies. Except oh. for weather, uh, <laughs> weather is my only enemy. Um, and then, and then of course you had that Jujutsu Kaisen season two trailer that dropped, and I I finally got a chance to see. I'm just like, just nice. just, just 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 give me more, just give me more. Um, and and yeah, now now let's let's just move on. Uh, comics, right? Of course you have your your summer symbiote still going going strong. Um. And then soon will be uh, the the funeral issue of 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 the death of Captain Marvel. I mean, of Miss Marvel. My my fault. I I wish it was Captain Marvel, but uh, fortunately not. Um, but uh, but yeah, of course, Summer Symbiotes still got the Spawn verse going crazy. Uh, Vanish is about to come. The next, the end of this current arc coming soon. I uh, finally got my finally got my my new issue of uh, Philadelphia. Issue thirty, landmark issue. Uh, the the well, I would no. I'm gonna just show him, but um, you know who that is. Dang. That's yes. He, yep. He 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 is now in the comic. It's a crossover. Uh, but they are on a hiatus till October. You know, fortunately to get the uh get to write some heat. Um, and then and then we got some more hits on the way, such as the uh schlub and. And whatever's going on with Project Eight uh, for mm. KLC Press, so that's that's it for that. And now let's let's go to what we're really here about, gang. Them the games. Yes, yes. Let's 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 go ahead and talk about it. All right. First things first. Spider Man Two. We finally get to see see what Venom looks like. And and I'm and I already have the uh that that poster as my wallpaper. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it happened immediately. I. I it, it couldn't I couldn't have done it like any faster that day when I saw I was like saw HD res download set his wallpaper boom all right and then of course and then at the same time they they did tease the fact that uh it's not Eddie Brock who's Venom I think we both know who it is though oh yeah hundred percent well well there's like three three occurring theories as to who it who it is and I I'm leaning towards one in particular because it just makes the most sense uh, if i'm not gonna say the name but if you finish the first game of spider-man and you see like the end cut scene and then if you play the trailer and hear what like demon time peter's 
like yelling about, you kind of know who it is about. Exactly. So we, so yeah, so we got that going on. And then what's going on after that, right? Uh, we have ourselves the Mortal Kombat 1 trailer slash gameplay. Let's talk about it, fam. Raiden, Jesus. You mean human Raiden? My goodness. My my boy kind of going kind of it, but um it's 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 always a good time for 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 more combat stands like myself. Um for me particularly, it's it's awesome to be able to see my boy uh Scorpion and Sub-Zero being actual brothers. Um mm-hmm. and from the look of it, it's actually Behan, so the original Sub-Zero. Not- we'll also talk about Scorpion later. <laughs> look 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 look. I already know where you're going with this, but um, <laughs> but but yes, sir, yes, sir. And, <laughs> and also from the gameplay, it looks like they're taking heavy inspiration from Injustice. Mm. So it it looks like it's trying to combine the two best fighting game franchises outside of Dragon Ball Z, Budokai Tenkaichi Four, um, to to the goat. Uh, and the but yes, yeah, so I'm like okay, okay. I see, I see the vision. I see the. The tag team X-rays. Ooh, heavens! That was heat. I'm like, oh no, you trying to? I mean, I know this is a game about killing folk, but we jump in too. <laughs> we jump in too. Nah, nah. Come, just bring it out to people how you feel about that. I mean, that that. I mean, just like the animation of it, where it looks like so much more like human. Like they just like the improvements in technology. The, I'm telling you, man, Raiden is like one of my favorite characters. The way, his fatality, if that is a fatality, is insane. Just like seeing um Liu Kang kind of take the wheel and like where everybody else is kind of where they left off in MK11. But knowing that they like reset the timeline, it's just going to be sick, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Uh, in fact, I I had seen this, uh, <laughs> this, this TikTok, right, where it's like, all right, all these people when the game drops and it's of that scene. Uh, and and it's of that scene when like Shang Tsung is running roughshod on all of the uh on those robots, mm-hmm. and and it's playing uh bank account by Twenty One Savage. <laughs> it's at the part where where the robot's trying to hit uh Shang Tsung. He's like, I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight M's in my bank account. I'm like, yes, that's gonna be me. That's wild with Scorpion. <laughs> and with uh a certain um certain Viltrumite. Ooh. And a certain uh certain man child. Uh <laughs> still want the smoke uh forever. But but yes, I'm I I just I just had to give the praises to that. And then move it on, move it on, move it on. We saw like a little bit of a teaser for actually Silent Hill. Um uh, and I'll and I got super hyped about that. It looks like it may it's like may could be multiplayer or something in the vein of like until dawn and all of them. And I'm really excited about that. Uh but yeah, that that those are the main things I wanted to talk about. What what you got? I mean, you hit basically everything. The gaming was the main one. So just with that, next week the flash. Um, shout out to one of our listeners who who's already seen it because they got the connect. So um, they texted us this one, but I shout them out with that. So let's get into the pre-spoiler chat. Anything we need to talk about regarding this? Well, the main thing is that uh, when it comes to this, this is a sequel to the Bumblebee movie, 
which in case you guys don't know, is actually a reboot of the Transformers franchise. So it's not like connected to the Bayformers at all. Uh, so like you don't really need to see like any of the Michael Bay Transformers films. So like no Transformers, no like Revenge of the Fallen, no like uh Dark of the Moon, no uh Age of Extinction, Extinction no last night. night. So you don't really need to see any of those five. You mostly you just need to see like Bumblebee and then this, and you're good to go. And it is kind of a re not retake, but a retelling of the Beast Wars storyline that was in the 90s, I believe. So uh, with that, I, I know the director said, like, I didn't know it was like a pure reboot. I thought it was a recall. But he said, like, he didn't want to completely undo everything from the original Transformers movies, even though like it's a completely different timeline. So it doesn't like it can't step on its toes because both of them are like said in the 90s. Yeah. And also it's like, there, there is no conceivable way they both take play in the in the same timeline because I mean, spoiler: Optimus Prime is on Earth when he just gets to Earth in the first movie. That's fair. So, unless like he somehow gets back to Cybertron in between then and then comes back, at, at that one you're just like, bro, nah. Okay, that makes sense. You ready to get into it? Oh yes, we're ready. All right, Blurred City, it's time to roll out. All right, so jumping into it, we see that Galactus, I mean, sorry, Unicron. <laughs> Are we doing this already? <laughs> we doing this already? Unicron sends his herald, the Silver Surfer, I mean, Scourge. Ali! <laughs> oh, timing already, bruh! I'm kidding. I, I, I like this movie, people. So Unicron's then Scourge out to get, it's... Uh, the time warp key is that what it's called because i'm yeah. just about to call it the key so the time warp key which allows him to travel through multiple dimensions which is literally galactus and silver surfer but never mind so they go to like the maximals home planet uh one of the maximals gets you know pieced up i mean scourge in this movie is like creating t-shirts posters and running pockets left and right and, and he he and he even got a sleeve for all of the uh, yes. trophies, which I'm like, bro, ain't no way you you on that time and you got to pack up my monk. He, he packed up Robot Harambe. All right. He 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 packed up Robo Harambe. Ro yeah. Robo Harambe didn't deserve any of that. He sent him all the way to the gulag. He sent him where real Harambe is right now. <laughs> so with that, uh, Robo Harambe, I know he was like an optimal something or another, but Optimal Prime uh, is then heralded as leader of the Maximals. They get sent on a spaceship, end up going to Earth and just kind of moving forward to there. That's like thousands and thousands of years ago. So we get to modern day and we see our boy Noah. Uh, so he he's like down bad. He can't really get a job. We find out that his brother has sickle cell, which was like really disheartening. And I got to tell you, like this movie had a lot of heart in it. Maybe not Bumblebee Love's heart, but this like movie is like I had a lot of heart. It was like more adult than the first five of them, I would say. So just like with that, um, Noah, like he's trying to get a job also. But again, in real life, there are ops greater than Unicron. Whereas it's like the dude is like, hey, you know, he he's unreliable. And the dude was like, hey, we don't want people like you. So that was like, oh, I'm ready to fight. Yeah. Yeah. When that part happened, I'm like, it was like you people. I'm like, wait, what you mean, you people? What you what you what you mean by that? Hold up. Do I have, do I have to square up for my uh, 
For my Latino brother? Yes. Hermano, call us in. <laughs> all right. All right. Hey, hey. We we allies. We we brothers. All right. So we also see a failure in the American healthcare system where it's like uh he takes his brother to the hospital <laughs> on your face right now. <laughs> takes his brother to the hospital. Uh they are behind on the bills. Uh, so like they can't they're like, yo, we can't help you. And it's like you take him to the ER, but if you go to the ER, you're always gonna be like behind whoever's most important. So like they're not gonna help him because he's not like deathly sick. So with that, he's just like, yo, I'm I'm down on my luck. He turns to Toby, who is actually a Houston-based rapper. I, I don't remember what his name is in the movie, but he was really funny um for it. And then we not time skip, but jump to a different scene. We see Elena, our girl, another Dominique Fishback. And then Ooh. she's an intern at this kind of museum. We find out that she's like super smart, knows about all just like the intel, where things are, are um, where it was based from, if it's like a fake or counterfeit, and then investigates the statue that seems very suspicious. But for us, we've seen this symbol before. So you can kind of just like take it. Yeah. Also, it's kind of crazy that, uh, that you would have the, it's it's kind of a trope that's happening in a lot of movies. And I'm I'm kind of sick to have the uh the smart black person who's more qualified for the job being stuck as the intern, turn being the uh whipping boy or the whipping girl of this of the of the uh white leader who who has no uh who has no care in the world about this topic. There's another trope ten minutes later that I want to talk about. Uh, oh yes, yes. I'm. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let you cook on that. I'm gonna let you cook on that. But uh, but yeah. So uh, Elena, she she sees the statue. She she running her experiments on it, and then in and then the statue ends up crumbling, revealing the trans warp key. And because of that, it ends up uh causing an energy port. Well, like an energy surge, a a light. A light beam to the sky, like you see in Avengers and everything else. Um, and you just see all the Autobots. They're just like, yo, word. You see our boy Prime. He's like, this is it. All Autobots converge on me. Converge on me. But but at the time that this was happening, Noah and then our boy Toby. Uh, yeah, because I completely forgot his <laughs> name, too. Um, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like they they decide to go and and commit robbery. Uh and essentially the like reallocation you, of funds. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh my fault. Liberation. The liberation, the liberation fund. My bad, my bad, my bad. But uh yeah, so he went to they're going to this undisclosed location to steal this rich guy's Porsche, uh 911, which yes, I noticed exactly which model of Porsche that was. So I'm like Okay, that's that's a nine eleven. All right, all right. I see you. I see you. I see you. And then, uh, and then of course you see the uh, you get the note. That car gets the notification, and it leads to a high speed chase where the cops is chasing after Noah. Noah is not driving the car at all. The car, <laughs> the car is driving itself, and it's doing and it's doing all sorts of sundry uh black Air Force activity uh to the cops. While at the same time, Toby decided to uh sees all the commotion that he's getting and just dips uh i'm just like man you can't trust trust us for nothing <laughs> hey you ever seen um what's it called queen and slim yes <laughs> my god i was yelling in the theater but we gonna keep moving we gonna keep moving yeah yeah let's keep moving before we get on ta- another tangent all right so so essentially they all come together and then we see 
we see like, okay, we got ourselves Optimus Prime. We got ourselves Bumblebee, who who out here still being Bumblebee, still being the goat. We got ourselves <laughs> RC. Yes. You know, our, our one of our favorite female Transformers. And then we got ourselves the Porsche 911 who transforms into Pete Davidson. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. My bad. Mirage. Um, I did not know that was Pete Davidson until today. <laughs> As of recording. Yeah. So and then we got Pete Davidson and Pete Davidson trying to be hilarious. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Mirage trying to be hilarious. No, trying to calm Noah down. You see that Noah. <laughs> you see Noah. He got heart because he got himself like a pipe. And he's like, nah, what what is you? And then Mirage just go like, he pulls out the blicky on him. It's like, what you gonna do? And he's still <laughs> standing his ground and like, respect. Mm-hmm. Respect. So so essentially the main point is that like the Autobots they're gathered together, they're like, hey, we the transwarp key, that is a way to send us back to somewhere with Rich Energon, aka our home on Cybertron, and we can like leave. We can leave this place. And Optimus Prime, he kind of, he he acted mad different. He, uh, 2099 in this movie. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah. He he fooled Miguel O'Hara in this movie. He had, he has no patience, no care, no trust in anything human. He like, oh, nah, these humans, they need to, uh like, we can only care about ourselves. The humans, mm-hmm. they selfish. And I'm like, hold, hold on, Prime. Are, Was he are, not in Bumblebee? Yes, he's in he's in Bumblebee, but I don't remember him acting like exactly. He was not <laughs> acting this type of way in in Bumblebee. I'm like, bro, what happened to you? Because uh, he's starting to act less like uh, Optimus Prime and more like uh, more like Zamasu or like Optimus Black. <laughs> uh, oh man! And and of course, like Mirage is like, all right, it's it's taking place in a museum. That's where the coordinates are. But we, as Transformers, we can't get we can't get inside and just break in and steal the key. Like that costs too much attention. No, no, no. Let's. And then Pete Davidson goes like, "Hey, we send my boy Noah," and they just end up coming to agreement. Like, because of course Prime is not in on this plan at all. Because right. again, he's on his uh his uh zero mortals plan. Um, and and Pete Davidson, he's like, "Hey, hey, listen, Noah, I'm a listen, I." You just get us this key and we get us home, right? And and once that happens, I can sell. No, you can sell me. I'm like, hey, yo, That's you sell plan. me, you get the money, and then I can dip. Like, hey, it's a win-win for all of us. They're like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. So, yeah, yeah. That, so yeah, they, yes. they go with the plan. So, with this, the next trope, where, where I was kind of like, I didn't think about it until like it was occurring, but like, why are the two minorities both committing crimes in order to like, <laughs> in order to trans, like move the plot forward? So one is already stealing a car and then he's trying to like break into a museum. And then um, with Elena, she's basically using the card key of her boss, what she should be doing to like study the thing. So I was just like, <laughs> come on, man. But just like Shia LaBeouf didn't have to do this, you know, Mark Wahlberg didn't have to do this. And also, don't forget, this is in New York in the '90s, so yes. so you crime is everywhere. Not as <laughs> yeah. bad as LA, but uh, it's 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 New York. There's a reason all of Marvel takes place in New York. <laughs> so with that, uh, just moving forward, uh, they kind of run into each other. We find out that the uh, time warp key has the maximal symbol on it. Uh, the Terracons, is that what they're called? Yes. 
So they pull up and it's like, again, Scourge is demon time in this movie. So really cool scene with just like um, Elena and Noah, not really bonding, but like bonding through trying to survive um, and him helping her out with the different situations. And then once they get outside, the oh, the Terracons pieced up all the Autobots and the Autobots had the numbers. Yeah, so, that, that, <laughs> that's terrible. Like it, it's a four on three. And um, unfortunately, it becomes a three on three. Uh, but but you'll get into that later. But the fact of the matter is that it, it, it basically becomes a three on three because of the fact that somebody is is not pulling their weight. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so a reverse reverse jumping that we saw. Uh, Optimus Prime is getting worked, which I was so surprised when Scourge was working him. And then we see that Bumblebee is then put completely on a T-shirt um, and killed like absolutely killed it, and it's funny in the theater i was like so like in the later movies i know it's a later timeline so i don't think anybody's gonna get killed in this movie and then he immediately got killed and i was just like oh oh <laughs> this is what we do <laughs> so with that uh air razor pulls up which is the the hawk bird uh maximal and just kind of like scares them off but they they get the key and then the t- they go to unicron again and he's like, oh, my Lord, Unicron, I have the key. Master, it's time. And then Unicron decides to, yes, exactly, Dark Vader. <laughs> and it's like, gives him an employee pep talk. He's like, you fool. This is only half the key. And I'm like, how am I supposed to know this? Give me more information. I can only work with the information that I have. not know what it looked like, Master. <laughs> yeah and like in the beginning when he was like oh you lost the maximals it's like if you would have sent me to earth earlier they were already gone what am i supposed to do <laughs> yeah. we gotta talk about this incompetence in management listen listen you you, you got yourself your bosses which you got yourselves your hard-headed bosses you got yourselves the uh, helicopter bosses and then you got the abusers the ones who who will do everything in their power to make sure you know that you that you stay on you stay in the dirt that you're an idiot sandwich. Yes, yes, that you're an idiot sandwich. And and this is and that is Unicron. All right. And Unicron's on timing. And also so is Prime, but uh we're we're not getting we're not gonna get into that yet. <laughs> yes. So after the pep talk and they lose the key, it's kind of like oh they're depressed, but they realize that they're well. Air Razor explained that there is a second part to the key that they split it up. She doesn't know where it is um, and she doesn't know where the rest of the Maximals are. Um, Again, Elena being the smart one in this movie, she figures out that the symbols are from Peru. So with that, they all go on a journey to Peru. We have a really sweet moment before then where Noah, he goes back to his brother. I don't remember the brother's name. Uh, But yeah, but with that, um, throughout the movie, like they talk on like these radios and his brother calls him Sonic, and then he calls his brother Tails, which is really sweet. And then, yeah, they have a cool moment with Mirage. He pulls up, and then they just kind of like talking. He's like, yo, you better protect my brother. Um, so once they get to Peru, we meet another auto. Well, first, they take this sketchy, sketchy Autobot plane that was about to fall out of the sky. Yeah, that was that was stratosphere. That was a <laughs> that was an old time. Uh, that was an old timer. Uh, even Pete Davidson, he he was like, I was like, I I know we ain't going on, bam, and, he, and then he just slams into the ground. I was like, oh no, nah, I'm walking to Peru. Remember, he he's in New York. He's willing to walk to Peru rather than ride in stratosphere. That's crazy. No, that that was looking like one of the World War II planes. I ain't gonna lie. It, it was. It was a, a World War II bomber. Jeez, Louise. I mean, you can't get no upgrade, my friend. Oh no, nah, he was he was copping he was copping up engines. 
Jeez. Yeah. So with that, they go to Peru. Um, again, there's like a parade going on. So then Noah and Elena, they kind of infiltrate through there to go through a church and they find this hidden temple underground. And throughout this, Noah is kind of just like talking to Elena where it's like, hey, if we find the second part of the key, we have to destroy it in order to protect our homes. And Elena's like, hey, they, they need that to go home. Like, maybe we don't necessarily have to do this. And then Optimus throughout the movie, you know, he's already lost Bumblebee. And he like, he blames himself for the Autobots getting stuck on Earth. And he's like, yo, we need the second part of the key so we can go home. I really want to go home. And like, the way they actually animated this, like, this movie had the smoothest, like, transformations, I would say, and throughout the entire franchise. But you could, like, actually see how sad Optimus was in this movie from his face. And that's actually crazy for, like, a robot to do that. Um, so with that, they eventually... They find another code to kind of relocate the key. Um, and with that, and then also the Terracons pull up again. Scourge, he infects our, our girl Air Razor. And then with that, when they escape the tunnel, because Mirage gives Noah this like kind of hand thing, similar to Age of Extinction, I would say, that Mark Wahlberg had, where he could <clears throat> manipulate, well, not manipulate, but like use Iron Man powers <laughs> with the Transformers. Yeah. He, he got himself a repulsor blaster. Yes. So if you want to take over. All right. So, yeah. So like once everything's uh just basically gone south in this uh heist mission, they they end up going into the jungle where they run into the rest of the rest of the Maximals. We got Optimus, Optimus Primal. We got ourselves Cheetor. We got ourselves Rhinox. And then, of course, our girl Air Razor, who's who's slowly who's slowly losing her mind. That's I'm just like, taking over. It ain't even a symbiote no more. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm mad about that. All right, because uh, she, she was actually goaded, and she also like could shoot fire from her mouth. She, she, yes. she was an MVP in this movie. I'm not even gonna hold you. Yes, uh, but, but yeah, and of course, like they, they all just like converge together. They end up in this uh village where they're just talking, and essentially, like we learned that hey, the the Maximals. They're from both the uh, Autobots' past and future, so essentially, like, so like Optimus Primal was named after Optimus Prime, mm-hmm. and and like it's a case of hey, don't meet your your mentors because he he sees Prime is like he's and like he tells Ares like this is not what I expected like what happened to the greatest leader, mm-hmm. and the Ares like hey this man lost like a lot. And we just lost Bumblebee. Yeah. I mean, sure, there's a chance like we could revive him with the Energon that was stored on Earth. But the problem with that is that the Energon's so inert that it takes so much power to like activate it that it's not even found on Earth. So we're so Bumblebee's dead. All right. Yeah. He he gone. He he R.I.P. Uh put on a t-shirt, put in a pack. Um, and yeah. and of course, like, and then like Optim. Well, Primal decides to the Primes get to have a talk, mm-hmm. have a little discussion, just like, hey, listen, because Primey's like, hold on, you've been working with humans this entire time? Yep. Nah. Like he 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 was literally going in his freezer bag. I'm I'm it's like you working with these monkeys? Hey, no! <laughs> but but Optimus, he's like, listen. We we all just striving. We're all just fi- trying to fight. We're all just trying to do everything together. And as hey, to all are one, we are a collective unit. All right. Mm-hmm. So we just need to we just need to just band together because that's the only way 
both of our species can survive and and you can start seeing like the gears start turning in optimus's head which is actually kind of funny because you could um but uh, <laughs> but yeah so like once that happens of course uh of course like noah and elena they get they find the second uh transwar key but then the corruption takes over air razor and and it takes elena so so unfortunately, like they got both keys and yep. and then like the Maximals, they they had to fight Air Razor in probably one of the saddest thing moments possible. She's just like that was like, sad. Because like Scourge is taking over her mind. Of course, Prime is he Optimus, he's he's trying to kill Scourge. Like mm-hmm. and he he talking like Peter Parker in the Spider-Man 2 trailer. <laughs> um, but but like op, but primal, he's He's just like holding her. He's like, look, you gotta, you gotta get take control. You gotta get it. She's like, no, you, you know, by any means necessary, you know what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. It's okay. And then he 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 kills her. He kills Air Razor. And I'm just like, oh. also, like right before that, so we see that Noah he um when they get the key, the second part of the key, he's about to shoot the key and destroy it. And then Optimus pulls up and he's like, please, no, don't do it. Please. Uh, I just I just really want to go home, please. Like, if you destroy it, we can't go home. Um, so Noah doesn't destroy it. And that's when, like, Elena gets taken and everything. And, yeah, when Optimus Primal killed Aerazor, that was just, like, my theater is kind of just, like, down at that point. Because it was, like, Aerazor is cool. And you could, like, see, like, again, the way they animated it, somehow, like, their facial expressions on Primal, where he's just like, this is my friend. And it's like, we've been separated for so long. And then we've already lost too much. So for the, him to like have to kill her is like really just heartbreaking. Uh, so just like moving forward, they're like kind of down on their luck. Um, Scourge, he apparently terraforms the earth to like open like the gate in order for Unicron to come. You mean the uh, the castle of Sauron? <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. So then um, we find out that the two like symbols that Elena found, they go together and they're like a passcode key to like uh, shut down uh, the time warp gate and everything to come through. So they have to get to the bridge. Um, but like Scourge is protecting it and the rest of the uh, Terracons are. So they devise this plan. Um, the humans, they sneak in through the like only a tunnel they can fit in. The rest of them distract. And then we get into like the big fight scene. And when uh, Optimus Primal said Maximals Maximize and they all transformed, I was like, no. <laughs> it's it's Robo War, baby. And yeah, they were they they was cutting up, man. I mean, it's just a lot like th- there's no way we can cover the entire fight scene, but a lot happened and just like they got really close, and then um, our boy Mirage, he was like, "Yo, I'm gonna distract Scourge," <laughs> and Scourge then he like he found Noah, um, so he pulls him out, and then Scourge proceeded to put Mirage on another T-shirt, <laughs> just handing them out. <laughs> yeah, he's handing L's, but 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 speaking of L's, we we didn't talk about what happened to that oh to that one one Terracon. <laughs> yes, because uh because that was kind of rough. Because okay, so he was fighting Optimus Prime. And then Optimus Primal just come in like bang bang. They were like fight back, fight back, fight back. We jumping now, like we jumping him, and he's on the ground. Optimus Prime is about to kill him, and then Optimus Primal comes out of nowhere and just slams his head. <laughs> and then Prime just looks at him, it's like, bro, he was mine. I know, I, I love. Just look, and then Prime just looks at him, just like, 
a kick, a win's a win. Let's get it. A dub is a dub. <laughs> dub is a dub, a win's a win. But unfortunately, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, Mirage decided to take it upon himself to fight uh, Scourge on his own, which, I mean, he put he put Bumblebee on a T-shirt. Yeah. You, you had no chance, my guy. He uh, did decently. <laughs> decently. He did okay, but but it wasn't. <laughs> and he got yeah, he got the t-shirt. He protected Noah, and it turns out that like um Noah was well, Marat was in communication with uh, Noah's little brother the entire time. So like when he was protecting him, that was like a really I was almost about to cry in the theater because because of the way they shot that screen, and then like it was just like hopeless, like there because like Unicron was like basically coming through the portal like the first Avengers movie when everything was coming through. Like there's nothing they could do. Um, but yeah, his brother gives him the big speech. This is the only part of the movie where it's just like, eh, where uh, essentially uh, Mirage breaks himself. I don't know how to describe. It. He breaks himself down to turn Noah into a uh, into Iron Man, essentially. <laughs> and I was about to call him a, a Spartan. <laughs> That's either. what that armor looked like. It looked like a Spartan armor. I'm not even gonna hold you. What's that game called? Crisis Three. Um, well, Crisis. You remember that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I remember that. That's what the um those like smaller uh terracons look like, like those demons from uh, Crisis Three. But yeah, he gave him the armor. Noah, he like obviously he can't beat Scourge one on one. But then Optimus pulls up, and that fight scene went stupid. Oh no! But what we forgetting about the best part because because of the fact that uh that that portal was opening. It released all of the energon. It created mm-hmm. enough energy, and and then you see Stratosphere just coming uh over the battlefield, mm-hmm. and then he opens up. Then you see our boy with the wings yes, diving head first in the combat. Bumblebee is back from the dead, and he came with hands, <laughs> hands, feet. Uh, whoever the other Terracon was, he ripped her wings off midair. Uh, yeah, he was he, going, he was going crazy. Yes, and that soundtrack was fire when you coming down too. Yes, it's like bang, 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 bang. I'm like, oh nah, oh nah, come here. Oh, oh, you want to jump me in the air? Nah, run your pockets. That's the reason I'm called Bumblebee. Oh, Prime Noah and uh, Bumblebee in the sky. It was it was not working. He was getting jumped. And, yes, and from there, right, uh, essentially, like getting close to the end of the movie, like Prime. He he does scourge so dirty. He peels his muffin cap back. He he's he slams him into lava like he trying to be uh, Anakin Skywalker, <laughs> and then he just straight up kills this man, scorpion style. Just mm, fatality. He literally rips his head off, and the rest of his spine falls. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's what we do." <laughs> I'm telling you, Optimus was on a different, different level. This movie. It was a different breed, but unfortunately, because of that, like the console breaks before Elena could uh, put in the code correct fully, and then, and of course, that means that the gate is staying open. Meaning, oh, meaning, oh, I was about to say Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> wrong AI. Wrong AI. Uh, before Unicron could pop through, so Prime he's just like, "All right, this this is all on me. I'm sorry. I'm gonna stay back and destroy the key, and and in essence, it'll cause like a chain reaction, which will blow everything up, including me. Uh, so so he does precisely that. He blows up the key, 
thereby stranding every transformer there. And and but as he basically resigns himself to his fate and he's about to die, Noah coming in clutch and just saves Optimus Prime with yes. his exosuit. It's like, listen, we gotta do this, man. We gotta like come in and he trying to pull Optimus back because he's holding him by the axe. Yeah, but then Optimus's hand starts slipping, and right as he slips, Primal comes in and <laughs> yes, like, nah, till all are one. Remember, yes, we all in this. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. That, that, yeah, so with that, uh, why we say till all are one? It's because right when um Optimus was talking to Noah, this is before they like went to go like stop the key and Unicron coming. He tells them that when I was on Cybertron, we were fighting against you know essentially the subcons um and i was fighting for to all become one and then for you you're fighting for your home in the same situation uh noah but we should have been fighting together the entire time to all are one and that was like when it ties into that that part that you mentioned it was super cool so essentially they win um everyone kind of goes in their own uh different directions uh elena she gets a uh what's it called 60 minutes interview for like finding the tomb and gets credit. So she gets that glow up. Um, then Noah, this is one of the wildest parts of the movie. My theater went crazy. So Noah gets an interview uh, for a job. And essentially it's like, Noah, he's like trying to explain his resume and it's like not going well. And he's like, yo, I went to South America, yada, yada, yada. And the dude is like, yeah, Peru is crazy this time of year. And it was like, wait a minute. I, I never said Peru. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, we've been watching you. Um, so it's like, hey, we want to offer you a job offer um, to kind of help us. We're at war. We need you and your friends to help us if you can. And he's like, no, I can't, I can't do that. He's like, smart answer. I don't, you know, like, I don't know what you're talking about. So, but he also says like, yo, your brother, all his medical bills paid for, best care, best doctors. I was like, yes, let's go. Um, and then he gives him a card. <laughs> and then he turns the card over. And it says G.I. Joe. Whoa, fam. Like, literally, people in my theater were, like, shouting and standing up. That was wild. G.I. Joe in the Transformers universe is now canon. Wow. Beginning of the Hasbro-verse, my guy. Beginning of the Hasbro-verse. That that was wild. Like, and then essentially the movie ends, and then he fixes Marauds later. Um, so yeah, end of movie, but yeah, G.I. Joe? That's, that's insane. Like, I don't even know. Like, apparently, like in the comics, there's like uh in some comics, there's like a basis for it, and there has been like crossover before, but that was wild. Mm-hmm. Yes, this that was definitely a Something I was not expecting whatsoever. It wasn't no. hinted towards. It was. It was just like one of those. Beep, we. Yep. We're here. Get ready for some action, my guy. Um, oh yeah. And we're gonna talk about it later. But that just opens up a doorway. It opens up a portal to something else. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, anything else you really want to talk about uh, from this? Because I have something that's gonna go on a tangent before we get to awards. <laughs> Oh man, I all I gotta say like, hey, that was a that was that was like a really great movie, and just pretty much a lot of, again, as you mentioned, like just a lot of heart in there, especially like when it comes to Noah. Like this is probably one of the few times I actually like really cared about like the human characters. Yes, in yes. a while, like okay, first movie, same movie, okay, okay, I actually cared about them. 
mostly mm-hmm. because of Megan Fox, but that that was about it. Um, and but don't worry, don't worry. I, I got I got over it. I got over it. And then by Transformers two, three, like I started losing. And by and by like Transformers four, I was already out of it. I, all I cared about were the Transformers. Yes. With, or specifically Prime and Bumblebee. Yeah. And Megatron. Yeah. They were the only ones I cared about. I didn't care about anybody else. Uh but but yeah, it was just a really great. So wait, what what did you have? You said well, uh before we get there, one thing that's interesting that you mentioned that that this is like a pure reboot, that means Megatron is lurking somewhere. Oh yeah. <laughs> we haven't seen new Megatron yet. Nope, we haven't seen new Megatron. I mean, we have seen Soundwave. I'm like, and mm-hmm. we've seen uh Starscream. Yes. We have not seen our boy Mega. And I'm just here like, all I know is they better adopt that man right. They better make him pure demon. Not whatever they were trying to do in uh, last night or uh, Age of Excitement when it was like the Transformium and he, like it took over his mind and something like that. The fourth one. Age of yeah. Excitement. So basically with that. But yeah, with the heart, just that it was like a very mature movie because I know like the Michael Bay ones, like they very like, especially like past one just got very like childish humor which there's a time and place for it but it's just like every movie was like that um but yeah this was mature now for what i was gonna get what what you got oh i was just gonna like ask like hey uh this actually would uh be like a great like question is like who's your favorite transformer i mean it was easily optimus prime until like the first movie and then like bumblebee popped up and it was just like dang uh bumblebee is so cool but like those are one and two in whatever order. I really liked it was a Decepticon that turned into a Transformer and he flies, but I don't remember the name uh, of him. Starscream? No, it's like he's like a super big one. Um, if I if I look it up real quick. Jetfire. Jetfire. That's an Autobot. Was it, he started as a Decepticon though? No. Did he not? Because like in one of the um the TV series, he was like purely a Decepticon, and then it's like the newer ones. Really? Always, he's almost, in some continuities, he's a former Decepticon. It depends on the continuity. Okay, okay, but, okay. but yeah, Jetfire is one, but yeah. How about you? Well, of course, Prime and Bumblebee, they, yeah, I've got to be there, right? But my favorite of all time, ever since I first saw him in the OG cartoon, Grimlock. Ooh, I love Grimlock. Me, Grimlock. Grimlock, nice. Grimlock nice. is him. Me Grimlock is him, <laughs> especially in that game Transformers Fall of Cybertron when you got Ooh. to play as that fool and he going dummy and Tank. then he turns into that T Rex. Oh, no. nope, nope, he he my favorite. Like, yes, he became my favorite in the original cartoon because he was hilarious. Fall of Cybertron made made him my favorite because he was the most most awesome. Mm-hmm. Easy, nice. So uh, with this, it's time for one of the biggest fights we've had on the pod before um aliens are real (laughs) and (laughs) we got to talk about this because did you see that video of like the uh the cops where they saw the the alien um like ufo fall to the ground (laughs) No, no, I did not. <laughs> well, it's circulating and it was out there since May. So like just like the Transformers, they've been, you know, staying and <laughs> hiding in plain sight. And let's talk about also these orcas who are apparently from Avatar <laughs> the, the way 
<laughs> there's an elite task force of orcas somewhere in the Pacific Ocean taking out yachts. Yachts. Do you know how hard it is to take out a yacht? <laughs> Aliens are real. Maybe, actually. I mean, a squad of orcas that have, like, one of those orcas definitely got isekai and came here. So it's like, yeah, it's it's up for humanity. See, I was going to let it slide until you brought up the orcas. Like, because no, just just no. They're, orcas are not alien. All right. You don't think they're maximal orcas? No. <laughs> No, I do not. If they were, survivors would have been talking about it already. And <laughs> and they just mentioned regular orcas, so no. And also, it's in their character. Uh, but what you said about aliens, which is fitting considering I'm wearing one right now. Uh, but but we we're not talking about that today. All right, we it's, it's an alien movie. What are we talking about? We are not discussing the cape the capacity that certain aliens certain transformers are on this planet because if they were we would have detected it by now would we humans are idiots wait who wait what do you think i meant by we <laughs> me <laughs> That's we bad. would have detected it by now and but as far as the rest of the world they they ain't ready for we are not ready for alien combat and, ra- and alien warfare we no. are not he, yes. well, humans are not. We'll just stick to the people that created it across the Spider-Verse because that was interdimensional <laughs> if I've ever seen anything. Yes, and also... Exactly. Also us. Alright, so we are going to transition out of our alien talk into awards now. So now we're getting to the Transformers Rise of the Beast awards. So we all we both have a lot of awards to get to. So we ask that you hold your applause until the end. For the first award, we have the spotlight is yours. Um, so this goes to a character that's usually not the main character that absolutely steals the show. Um, for me, I have to give it to Mirage. He absolutely once he's like got on screen, stole the show. Theater was rolling every time he talked, but he also like really hit the emotional parts very well. I did not know it was Pete Davidson until this morning of this recording. And the fact that I was about to cry because of a robot Pete Davidson about to die is absolutely incredible voice acting and work. So Mirage, come get this award. Good good work, Pete Davidson. Good work. Good work. Good work. So for me, my first award is music for the soul. And for this soundtrack, there were there were just a bunch of soundtracks in here that that just made me feel some type of way. Um, seeing our boy Notorious B.I.G. on the track, uh, I saw Poetic Justice on there. Um, I think I heard I Need a Hero in there at least one time or another. Uh, and then the song that played when uh, Bumblebee was was diving headfirst out of that out of stratosphere. It was crazy. It was crazy. So this this movie definitely gets some music for your soul. Hit me right in the 90s feel. Nice. For the next award, we have the Drop the Weights Award, the Rock Lee. Drop the Weights, if you will. So this is for a character that all of a sudden just like uh, unsuspectingly powers up to a level that we have not seen before when we thought they were kind of out of it. This has to go to Bumblebee because he dropped the shackles of death. And he said energy, or should I say energon, is cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be transformed, if you will. So with that, he pops up out of death and just absolutely wrecks shop. 
essentially helped save the day, turns the tide of the war that they were going on. So Bumblebee, please come get this award. All right. And going from a hype one to a much more sadder one, we have the Please Don't Go Award. It goes to none other than Air Razor. Because Air Razor, she was she was she was heat. She was amazing. She gave like many great like quotes and life lessons and by any means necessary. She she gave her life for the cause. So the fact she got infected was really heartbreaking. And I really wanted Scourge to to just go to go get uh what what he rightfully deserved, which was getting packed up. So please, please don't go, Air Razor. We we needed you. All right. And then speaking of getting packed up, the next one is the Going Super Saiyan Award. Uh, this has to go to Optimus Prime. Um, when what he did the Scourge was just absolutely bananas. Like in throughout this entire movie, I hadn't seen Optimus Prime get work like this, except in like uh, Revenge of the Fallen, when he actually gets like killed, uh, where he he took a butt whooping, but he got jumped. In this one, he was getting one v one. So just with this, uh, what he did Scourge, uh, putting like taking his mask off putting him in lava like Meech said, pulling a full scorpion fatality. You have he went absolute super saiyan, so you have to get this award. Come up on Miss Prime. Yep. And don't forget in Revenge of the Fallen, he was getting jumped, but he still took a bunch out with him. So I just let you know he's on Demon Time. But last one is a new award that I created on the spot. It's called Lovecraft Would Be Proud. Essentially, what this award goes to is to anybody who would... Uh, it does one of two things. Either a character who is really reminiscent of like Lovecraftian mythology, an eldritch abomination, or is supremely racist. And for this case, in this movie, we actually get both, unfortunately. So for the eldritch abomination goes to none other than Unicron. Uh, you get to get this award but unfortunately also you, we have to give the racist award to the to the security guard from the beginning of the movie when when he said you people that uh that that really triggered me in such a way that i was ready to fight so and the fact that Noah was ready to fight you too that just lets you know that we were all on timing so yeah lovecraft would be proud unicron and security guy come get this award Actually, just get off the stage. <laughs> actually, yeah. Actually, Noah, go back to your own timeline. All right. So with that, we're going to get into the tiers of the movie. Can you read them off for us, Meech? Yep. So for our F tier, we have none other than the Quintessons. Uh, and then for our D tier, we have the Predacons. And then after our D tier is our C tier. That's where the Terracon comes in. The B tier goes to the Decepticons. The A tier goes to the Dinobots. But the S of the S tier go to the Autobots. So what would you give this movie? I will give it a B tier Decepticons. It was probably the second best trans second or third best Transformers movie, in my opinion. There was a really good uh again, summer of blockbusters. I was entertained the entire movie. Uh so with that, it just kind of hit where it needed to hit. Only thing that I semi had a problem with was the Noah like a deus ex machina part but it was fine in context so it, it it made more sense than some of the fast x movies so let's keep it moving yep and and then for me i'd also give it a decepticon b tier as you mentioned uh it, it was a pretty good movie pretty serviceable like i would go watch it again um 
And yeah, it's certainly like not the worst of the Transformers movies by a long shot. But uh, and yeah, it's definitely like up there. Like up there is one of the one of the better ones. So hey, nice solid for me. All right. So now that we've wrapped up our movie review, we're gonna get into our sponsor for the day. For today's sponsor, we have ourselves the Cybertron Mechanics Institute. With this institute, you can come and join and learn all about Cybertronian technology as well as Cybertronian physiology. You'll be able to learn how to fix up and repair various Transformers, various Autobots, Decepticons, or even even fellow outsiders such as Predacons or Terracons. And eventually, you may even learn how to create weapons dedicated to destroying them. Please come join the Cybertronian Mechanics Institute today. All right, coming back. So with this, it's not going to be a deep dive, but for our next portion, we're just going to get into Mecha Talk. Uh, us being two dudes that just really love Mechas um, on and off. We're going to get into like kind of childhood, why we end up liking them, and then just throw out a few scenarios before we kind of get into what we want to see next in the Transformers Hasbro franchises. <laughs> so with this, Meech, uh, why did you love seeing giant robots fight each other? Because they were cool. The designs of the of the various mechas were just awesome. And and then sometimes like I just really love the shows specifically because uh like certain franchises, like they use like robots as kind of allegory for something. Like, for example, the Gundam franchises uses it as a stand-in for war mm-hmm. or or like Transformers, which is also war. Uh and then you got your stuff like Super Sentai slash Power Rangers, which is all about like, you know, saving the selling, world. Selling toys. <laughs> yeah, selling toys and being a superhero. But yeah, like, of course, as a child, like seeing robots is just like, yo, that is awesome. I would love to be able to pilot one and show enough. Uh, I, I will, I will <laughs> one day. Uh, but yeah, like. As I said, I just love it because they're awesome and they just have amazing designs. Sometimes their abilities be be wildly busted. And yeah. Yeah. For, for me, um, just with that, I just love kaiju stuff. Uh, like I was like, I'm still a huge Godzilla fan was one growing up um, with that. Also, just like the mechas, as you mentioned. So. Uh, with that, when we kind of get into our like cartoon episode and like retro episode, we can get deeper. But being a huge Power Rangers fan, just growing up, seeing the Transformers, you always knew like at the end of the show, like uh, after they defeated the villain in their normal forms, the villain always would like get bigger. It's like, oh, I'm going to destroy the shitty Power Rangers. And then they just hit that boom, 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 Megazord. And then the way it like came together was always so cool to me. And I just remember, like, as a kid being able to get, like, I think I got the OG Megazord, and that was so cool. Uh, So, yeah, just seeing that. And then, like, even with Pacific Rim, that was, like, a dream for me, like, seeing, like, giant uh, machines that you can control fighting giant monsters. It's, like, that simple. And, like, for movies like that, you can, like you were mentioning uh, with the uh, Transformers franchise, I do not care about any secondary plot. Like, I don't care about any of the humans. I don't care about, like, any of that. Just, like, why are these giant things fighting? (laughs) Please let them fight the entire movie. That's all I care about. So, yeah. Yeah. And also, also just a little fun fact about uh, about your favorite Power Rangers. 
in the original Super Sentai, like for the first like 13 or so seasons, like they they did not actually have a giant robot. Like, like the original ones. Uh it wasn't until like the the Spider-Man Japanese uh series where you get Leopardon, that giant robot, and seeing just the humongous success that had in Japan, or or should I say Supidamon. Um <laughs> sorry, sorry, had to be phonetic there. Um and then that's when like the mechas actually got introduced in Super Sentai and thus Power Rangers. And just never left. So, so yeah, it, you can thank uh your Power Rangers Megazords to Spider Man. The goat. And then also, like you said, Gundam. I loved Gundam growing up. Just like I also love like um you know like the designs of like things when they get beat up and fighting. Like in the first two like Spider Man movie when like he like get his suit torn up and you're like oh this yeah. is like a real battle. The way the Gundams were, you could like buy some of them with like the battle damage and stuff like that. That was that was dope. Yeah. Uh, so with that, uh, who wins a Mecha Battle Royale? So we have the Evangelions, the Transformers, Megazords, uh, Voltron, Jaegers, or Gundam, or etc. Oh, dear heavens. Because, um, like, these answers all depend on which ones you, you pick. <laughs> so with Transformers, it has to be Optimus. Okay, okay, okay. So it's like, so it's like who are you going to pick for, like, each gonna represent okay so like let's say for evangelion we pick shinji's like the ava one yes just base ava one i'm just doing this based on their bases because if if we get to their max (laughs) it it goes literally to one person and one person alone uh for transformers as you mentioned og optimus prime for the megazords just the og uh g1 dino Megazord. that or the dino um tommy's nah nah og dino megazord because that's the one you think of uh, Voltron, the OG Voltron, Jaegers, we give it to the to the main Jaeger. Uh, forgot the name of it already. And then for oh, Gundam, yeah. yeah, for the Gundam, I just give it to the RX seventy uh, one, aka the original. Uh, just going based off those alone. Wait, wait. Any other mechas we could throw in there? I mean, there's a lot, especially if we get into anime. Look, uh, as I said, like we that's getting you going opening ten towards <laughs> box on that one because like that's true. You'd start like adding in stuff like uh Kiryu, aka that version of Mecha Godzilla that had all of that weaponry mm. on it. Or actually, you know what? Let's add Mecha Godzilla in there too. Oh, here we go. All right, let's talk about this, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so in terms of all of those, the first one out is a yake, is the yake. Yes, we're in agreement. It's like the first one out is that one. I'm, it's I'm too clunky. Strong. Yes, it's too clunky and all that is it. It is not sustainable. It's um, too clunky. You need two pilots to be perfectly in sync with each other, and even if they are, when they receive damage, it can throw them off. So yeah. Yep. And then okay, so between Voltron and the Dino Megazord, I'm giving it to Voltron. Ooh, really? Yes, because of that. Like in the OGs, like. Voltron, Voltron be doing stuff like sending th- folks into the sun. It'd be like going out into space, doing all types of sundry uh, nonsense that it that realistically you shouldn't be surviving. So unfortunately, okay. Dino Megazord kind of gets taken out by that logic. Okay. With uh, Evangelion, the issue is you might not be able to control it. 
Yeah, I was going to say, like, the, the Ava is kind of the wild card. Like, that one is, like, like it's powerful. Yes. It's very powerful. Yes. Under the right circumstances. Because once somebody gets a certain, uh, either gets knocked out or gets, like, emotionally compromised, say oh goodbye to everybody else on this list. <laughs> but if Shinji's in control... He nerfs it. Mm, he nerfs it just off the virtue of not wanting to be there. And then Opti- and between Optimus Prime and a Gundam, oh, as much as I how, love... How big are most Gundams? You know, about the size of a... Like Bumblebee size? Mirage size? Actually, they lean kind of towards like Optimus sized. Okay. Either Optimus sized or slightly shorter. Depending on which unit, I think the RX seventy one, the OG, is like right as is at his at like the OG Optimus Prime's height. Okay. So they're comparable. Oh, base form. See, I feel like the fact that Optimus is a living entity, he's mm-hmm. able to function better. Whereas with a Gundam, if anything goes wrong, there's a disconnect between the pilot and the one like in the actual like mecha. Yep. So I'm sorry to say this, but uh, fortunately, if it's Gundam or Optimus Prime, I'm giving it to Prime because of the fact like he's like he's all there. So so right now we have. Oh, yeah. And then. Oh, yeah. Mechagodzilla is also in the same category. He gets taken out, too, for the same reasons. So we have ourselves between the Evangelion. Voltron and Prime. But we just we just agree that Evangelion is nerfed because of Senji. Yes. In base form. In base base form. form, He he nerfs it. So sorry, Shinji. It's getting you getting taken out. But if they take him out, would the Evangelion then go into the demon mode for it? Oh right. That's let's just say he is taking it. Because if if we go by that logic. If we go by that logic, I, then Mecha Godzilla would come back too. Okay. Uh, wait. Okay. The thing with the Evangelion is there's a limit because of oh, kind yeah, of like with the Jaeger. Power. Yes, yeah. because they can be disconnected. So kind of like with the Jaeger, where you can like, there's a limit to what you can do with them. Yep. All right. So Avas are out. You just gotta like run out their time, which I'm sure Prime can do. Yeah. And and now it's between Prime and Voltron. Can Prime survive the sun? Uh, 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 I mean, he had to escape Cybertron. Um, I think the thing with Prime and then with Voltron is that similar to the Megazord, if you can kind of disconnect, because you need all five as one locked-in unit to go up against a Prime. So if anybody is off the rails, I think he can take them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I can I can see that argument. I can definitely see it. And also, yeah, and also another thing is the fact that uh when it comes to like just pow but just powers and abilities, right? Mm-hmm. Voltron kind of got it, but yeah, you know, like it's yeah. Only, like just base form, like they steal, they can outpower Optimus Prime, but can they out like but Prime has fought like folks stronger than him before? Yeah. It's just a matter of can he outwit them and outwill them? I think he can do both. Especially with that matrix of leadership. Yes. Can, Especially with that will, yeah. Yeah, that actually 
oh dang that's something i didn't consider the matrix of a leadership actually buffs him that's always base form too yeah prime i think prime got it i think prime got it all right so prime gets our mecca our first ever mecca <laughs> battle royale win all right all right so which would you rather pilot Gundam. or be gundam i have one thing to ask you though that i didn't consider until we started recording what and you were actually watching it this morning would you want to pilot aragons (laughs) (laughs) oh do i want to pilot leons do i want to pilot leons that but but actually no give me a gundam no 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 because here, here's the thing right because mm-hmm. gundams get out of pocket depending on which ones i want to go for right mm-hmm. i have three no 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 five that i would pilot there would be the wing zero which with the angel wings oh my god give, give me the buster cannon and r.i.p everything in the area give me the god gundam mm-hmm. aka burning gundam for the u.s crowd Domonkashu, my hand burns with an exciting power. Burning finger. Yep. Dang, I really went Japanese on that one. Okay, so that's two. <laughs> Number three would actually go to the Destiny Gundam, okay. which I actually have a figure of. Um, like I just really like it and its design. Then there is the the unicorn, because the unicorn just goes dummy for. No reason. Like, if you get emotionally compromised in the unicorn, it goes destroy mode. It's over. And it's wraps. And then finally, the double O Quanta, which actually is kind of busted because of the fact it just messes with, it's starting to mess with reality at this point. Okay. So, actually, no scratch that. Give me the double O Quanta. Give me the powerful one. <laughs> of course. All right. Yeah, I'm definitely taking a Gundam. All right, so what would you like to see next? I am terrified of what you're about to say. <laughs> all right, so all right, so as we see, we got ourselves a uh, a franchise, a a we, with that GI Joe team, we got ourselves with a Hasbro franchise. So of course, me being me, I had to look back, see like, all right, all right, all right, all right. who has crossed over? Who's been in the Hasbro franchise before? Here's some options that you got. Marvel crossed over with Transformers before. In fact, one of the most famous uh, things was seeing like the black suited Spider-Man swinging on Optimus Prime. That's probably one of the most famous images that came out of that. So that's one. Number two, of course, of course, you got yourselves your G.I. Joe um, and whatnot. Of course, I want to see that. But you know who else got got Hasbro? Who who Hasbro got? The Power Rangers. Nice. Yeah, yeah. They currently have the Power Rangers right. So, hey, listen, Hasbro, I'm going to need y'all to, to lock in. Just, just lock in with us. Transformers, Power Rangers. The story writes itself. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can see, like, the Megazords become actual living beings. Or, or you have, like, or you just have, like, uh the Rangers pilot each of the Autobots. And oh. then they all combine. Nah, nah, that story that's, writes itself. That's, that's too that's too tough, man. That's too tough. <laughs> it, it, it writes itself. It writes itself. But but then there are some wild, wild cards that, that they got. And there's one in particular that I want to see happen. And he's laughing because he, he knows what it is and he saw it. My little pony. Jesus. 
Transformers and My Little Pony. I I'm gonna need the Decepticons to run the ponies' pockets. They need to get wrecked. Okay, all you bronies are it's oh it's wraps for y'all because the Decepticons are coming in. They will pop in for a cameo only to get destroyed. Oh, Pinkie Pie, it's over. Rainbow Dash getting taken out by Starscream. Forget what Death Battle said. It's going to Starscream. All right. I can't think of anybody else from my little... All the bronies that are in the verse, they getting taken out. And then all you see is just Prime and all the other Autobots looking over their corpses like, what happened here? And then all you see is just Megatron go like, don't worry, we took care of just of some small fries, and then they move on. That is my vision. That is the plan. Hasbro, lock in, brothers and sisters. Lock in. Uh-huh. <laughs> lock into the vision. I'm in tears right now. Fam, we could literally pilot a Jaeger together because I was looking up like what's in like what's in the Hasbro franchise and then I saw it and I was like no and then I saw you it was like yup I knew you were going there you knew where I was going oh man we're in sync on the same wavelength you just didn't realize how deep I was gonna make it that neural handshake I I knew they were gonna get decimated somehow I didn't know where else it was going (laughs) No oh, matter man. of fact, get their planet eaten by Unicron. <laughs> R.I.P. to Equestria. Oh, wow! You you actually know a lot more uh, than I give you credit for with uh, the My Little Pony. Listen, lore. listen. What does a son Lao say? To know thy enemy. <laughs> to win the war, we must know thy enemy. Oh my God! You got to be locked in, brothers. You got to be locked in. The Transformers are destroying <laughs> What? I just want to see that for you, but it's not happening. I, there's going to be traumatized generation of kids and bronies. And you know what I got to say about that? Screw them kids. <laughs> oh, man, we got to get Pete on the line. Uh, ponies, the Maximals, all getting put on t-shirts so oh, no 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 the maximum will <laughs> they, they they help they assisting in the destruction well in this movie they got put on t-shirts so yeah r.i.p so they were on the same planet yeah canon oh man that's that's hilarious um like i said i want to see that for you um only thing i want to see is how they introduce megatron and if they're smart about how they introduce the GI Joes with that, um, I don't want it to be like something that's forced. So going from there, uh, we get into our a segment we haven't done in a while, the freak out geek out segment. So this is a segment that we also want to be a fan segment one day where you can just like send us in either tweets, DMs on Instagram, email us and just kind of like a moment in fandom where you think it's uh you just really want to freak out geek out about it and share it with people so what i have to share is about ted lasso season three finale oh did you see it so so we have to get into it so with ted lasso it may or may not completely be over but we have to talk about the progression of it so like season one it kind of really was like it came during the pandemic 
very just difficult time for a lot of people uh, at that time. So like with it, it was like, okay, there's a lot of darkness to shine a light, be that light that you want to see and like a lot of goodness and joy. And like, it really like warmed hearts um, with that. So like in season one, it perfectly worked in season two. It also acknowledged just because you're shining a light doesn't mean the darkness isn't there. Uh, so like a lot of the characters, they had to confront uh, the darkness within them and it took a different turn with that. Uh, so there was different things that they were kind of like taking on at the time. And then in season three, where it was just so beautiful, was the evolution of growth and moving forward is a continuous process. Like it's not stopping. And like just because, like you mentioned, Nietzsche in the Bitterroot episode, there there's hatred in us, there's darkness in us. That doesn't mean we let it control us. And it's okay to have it. You just can't let it, you know, guide your actions and just like how it approached those moments and really moved forward in season three of Ted Lasso. Absolutely beautiful. And just like the endings that most of the characters got were really good endings and like realistic as well. Yeah. I was going to say like that. It's like you bringing up Ted Lasso just, just stirred up just a bunch of emotions. I was yes. Like, I was like, Oh my goodness, bro. Cause I only watched it on a whim and it was like a random episode too. And then I had to go back and rewatch the whole entire series because of just how impactful all the like lessons you get in there and but yeah like that finale right when mm. when they put up that believe sign yes i was almost just bawling because of just how much it meant and it's like yes we do believe believe in everything believe believe again and i really really hope they come back for either a season four or just something else because I because it was just phenomenal. Or if they ended it there, I would have been fine with it too. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like because I was trying to keep keep up with it week to week um when season three came out. But life just got way too busy. So like I kind of stopped for a while. And then I heard like the speech that he gave in like episode five when they like find found out who took the uh the sign down and then i like watched all of season three like the past uh two weeks or so and just like yeah it's like it was so like emotionally like rewarding and like it felt like within me this like door of like emotion like it it wasn't completely open but it was like budged continuously and just like with that uh jamie and roy's like relationship if you start from season one to season three is absolutely insane and just like the character growth and development was beautiful um i heard there could potentially be a spinoff with the women's team because of just like how they teased it at the end. But again, get in and get out. Like, you know, that was, that was a great season ending kind of just like mob psycho where it ended. And it's like, this is a great ending. And if you don't do any more else, yo, thank you for everyone that made the show. What you put into it is it's like a lot. <laughs> and I, so many people appreciate it. So thanks. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like that, that show is just, just just pitch perfect I, I i don't know what else to add to it it's like you you hit every nail on the head on that it's a great show so with that we are going to wrap up and get into our recommendations further all right so for my recommendations my main one is to watch uh the transformers series specifically transformers prime mm -hmm. i know that was perhaps like one of the more recent ones but also apparently it's like one of the better uh transformers series and from the episodes i've seen yes they are um 
I I actually do not know like what they are streaming on. Oh, you can f- oh you actually can find it on Netflix. Okay, both of them. Okay, cool. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, so for my recommendation, I I recommend Transformers Prime. It's a television series, and it's actually found on Netflix of all places, and it's a just fantastic series. Just just if you are interested in just Transformers and you just want to see like a good. A good series that's like gets dark at times. Watch that one. I know there's like a bunch of other ones that are on like YouTube, like other Transformers, like mini series that are mm-hmm. out on YouTube. Uh, I'm not too familiar with those, but uh, hey, if you want to check those out, then knock yourself out. Um, but yeah, what about you? What recommend? Uh, another one that's on Netflix that I kind of it was around the pandemic time as well, but it's a trilogy. But it's Transformers: War for Cybertron, and it's kind of like anime style um, themed. With that, um, it's really good. It's like a prequel series, <clears throat> the Dying Days of Cybertron, and it just like takes it. And that's where I, like I mentioned Jetfire earlier because like in that he was a Decepticon. Uh, so it kind of transitioned from there. And um, Netflix. <laughs> there's a get it off your chest coming we don't know when it's going to be just know it's coming um so yeah with that watch the movies don't know where they are you can find them people uh so with that we can get into our plugs yep so of course we got ourselves our instagram and our twitter at blurred city 22 like us follow us hit them bells for notifications and then we have ourselves our youtube and our uh patreon at blurred city pod if you donate a little cheddar you get your access to very exclusive episodes like one we will be recording soon over a topic that i absolutely despise um i I ain't gonna mention what it is till the next time we record record for a regular episode because uh my emotions are already high enough as is and i don't need that extra blood pressure uh and then we have ourselves our discord which is linked in our instagram page Come join this fine community where you can get access to funny memes and all different types of sundry uh, shenanigans that you find on your normal Discord uh, server. And then finally, we have our email address at blurredcity22 at gmail.com. That's where you get your geek out, freak out segments that you submit. Questions for mailbags, you submit them through there. If you have uh, any topics or anything you want us to cover, hey. Hit, hit us up in the email we'll definitely consider it and we'll definitely like bring it up for the next episode so yeah go ahead and do that and as for personal page the rogue jedi 21 on tiktok for however long we have tiktok uh i know for our uh our michigan crowd <laughs> r.i.p um currently y'all about to get your whole state going through a lawsuit about the band so um Montana so yeah. too. Oh yeah, Montana's gone going that way too. So uh it it may be raps for TikTok, but until then, you still got me. And that's all I got. What you have? All right. For my individual author pages, we have my Instagram, Mitri underscore dash. So M-E-T-R-I underscore D-A-S-H at my Twitter at the Mad Dash 16. And again, uh, we have the mailbag open for um questions. So if you want to email us during the flash for the flash episode and we can answer whether it's the flash, Transformers, or Spider-Man, uh, go ahead, feel free to do that. So we're gonna get into some words of encouragement. All right. So for my words of encouragement, I'm taking a cue out of Optimus Prime playbook. We have to remember that in our darkest hour. 
we must stand together or fall till all are one. Essentially, meaning that when dark times come, you must band together with other people. Otherwise, you don't stand a chance. Remember, till all are one. And for me, just don't be afraid to venture past what you know. Uh, like in the movie, Elena and Noah both were like essentially never been out of New York before. Uh, they left where they were, ended up saving the world. So you don't know the kind of adventure, the type of opportunities that you'll get unless you expand past what you know. And so just be open to adventure till all are one. So like we always say, it's not goodbye forever. It's just goodbye for now. And that's the Blurred City Podcast. See you later. <laughs>